everyone. It's just us three this week. No, not the Just Us Three podcast. It's the Winging It F1 podcast, of course, with my two co-hosts. Uh, one of them wears a multicoloured hat when he covers Wasps rugby matches at the weekend. Uh, yeah, at the weekend. That made sense. And the other is one of one's latest social media influencer. I think you should check out his TikTok account because his dancing oh. skills are quite something. It's Adam Dickinson and Freddie Coates. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm tempted. I've not got TikTok, but I am tempted to get it just for Freddie's, just to follow Freddie's account and follow his influencing. Yes, I was. On, I was on two matches. I was at Was on Saturday against. No, sorry, two matches over the last two weeks. I was at Leicester last weekend. Yes, in my multicolours hat, so that I don't affiliate with either team in the press box. So I am neutral, even though I was there for Leicester Live. So. Take that as you will. But yeah, it was very enjoyable. Good game. So yeah, but I don't have TikTok. Freddie does though. My TikTok is purely an experiment to see what happens and also to get some validation. Were you like That's expecting crazy. anything big? Were you thinking like, I don't know, I like will the, be, world, the world I will be would the next spin Carly faster? D'Amelio. The world would um, spin faster or something? I or... hope I get a Boohoo Man deal, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um um, one well, of my would... videos actually got watched by a few people, which was nice. <laughs> like ours. <laughs> I'm, I'm way more successful on TikTok than this podcast. <laughs> wow. Wow. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's move on. Then. But it takes an hour yeah, to watch yeah. one of these. The longest one of these is an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> my longest TikTok is about 40 seconds. True. Yeah. Uh... You can watch it like 60 times and then you've got way more left of this podcast. <laughs> Go and do that. Go and I'd... watch my TikTok. What's this podcast? I don't care. What What is your TikTok, Freddie? Let's give it a plug. Oh, no. Um, I don't actually know. I think it's the same as my... Um, oh, I don't want to say what the same... Oh, whatever. It's, it's Freddie Coates 99, I think. Well, there we go. You can check out Freddie's TikTok there. I listen to podcasts at one and a half speed so I can smash through them quicker. So then it then sounds uh, weird. I don't like doing that. Yeah, it sounds normal weird. Speeds. Yeah, yeah. But now I've got oh, so used to it. I'm, I'm Nigel Chew, and I'm not here with Adam Dixon and Freddie Coates. Oh, well, Freddie, do you like TikTok? Yes, I like TikTok. Hello, I'm on a half speed. Now listen to that at two times speed and see what happens. <laughs> it's like a horse race. <laughs> I actually, I won three quid on the Grand National at the weekend, so I'm buzzing from that. Three quid. Yeah, my horse placed fourth. There we go. Uh, speaking of money, let's talk about F1 drivers because they've got a lot of money. And I was thinking, because <laughs> they've got lots of it. They have, yeah. The lowest Yuki Sonoda is the lowest paid driver, and he gets 500k each year, I believe. Surely Nikita Mazepin yeah, is the lowest paid driver because he's a pay driver. He's paid oh, minus to 5 million a year. The ones. To get paid, but anyway, yeah, let's talk yeah. about the grid because half of them have won a race, and I think only three or four drivers have not been on the podium. And I think four are world champions. We've got Hamilton, Raikkonen, Alonso, and Vettel, haven't we? So, we do. do we think this is the best F1 lineup ever? I think the 1954 group was pretty strong, but outside of that, um, well, I, mean, I don't know. Got to be up there. I think just from 
are lifetimes slash lifetimes as fans, then some of the kind of the you know 2009 as Freddie falls over. It wasn't me. It was my dog. My dog. He kicked my cable that I've got um, charging my phone, and now my phone that was specially balanced is now being attacked, and now is thrown across the room. There we go. We're back. Interrupt. Sorry about that. You mugged off by your own dog. I haven't been mugged off. Adam's been mugged off. (laughs) I have been mugged off by Freddie's dog. Yeah, I think some of the kind of grids around, I guess, 2008-ish to, you know, 2012, 2013, had some properly serious Mm. talent in it. And, you know, multiple world champions. It it was just like such a good, you know, your Alonso's, Buttons, Hamilton's, obviously, Vettel, Webber. Raikkonen when he was still good Mm, when he wasn't Rosberg like all of these drivers that were in their prime and all world champions and I think that was pretty quality but I think what we've got now is kind of up there and I think the the kind of youth young drivers coming through and the kind of Mm. the way it's all it's spread a lot more across the midfield that you've got people like Ricardo or, you know, Vettel at Aston Martin and Ricardo at McLaren and Alonso at Alpine. And it's, you know, the, these are drivers that could do, could be winning races if they're in that kind of team, but they're not. They're kind of battling for eighth place because that's how strong this is at the moment. Yeah, it seems to be, the sort of, in my opinion, the best way to determine strength of a grid isn't necessarily sometimes by the strong drivers because we're always going to have the, the race winners they're always going to be on the grid um, it's by looking at the dead weight um, at the bottom of the grid and obviously through like 2010 to 16 we've got we had like Manor and Caterham and um, HRT and teams like that and you, you'd have um, some teams drivers there that are not necessarily supposed to be there like a Noreen Carter K and or I don't know, I think Christian Cleon did a race at one point for HRT. Um, and that kind of thing, you think, well, these drivers aren't really here on merit, clearly. Whereas um, you look at drivers now, and with Deadweight, there's so, there's so much more fierce competition for the seats and the, the teams, there's not, a, I mean, yeah, we've got Haas, Williams, Alfa Romeo, but it's not necessarily back marker. It's in my, this year at least, um, I think. And every driver there, has had success in their junior career. It's not like when you've got Rio Harianto has got one sprint race victory and that's it or something in GP2 coming into a Formula 1 seat for eight races, that kind of thing. It, they're, they're, they're fast drivers. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Even if Mick Schumacher, who's probably arguably one of the three or four worst drivers on the grid, he is the F2 champion. Antonio Giovinazzi... Mm. Same boat. He, he, he was F2 runner-up in, in his rookie season. Yeah, that was a fantastic seen, rookie season. Yeah, and those are, those are seen as the worst drivers, yet they're still very, very good. So I think the average, perhaps, has has gone up over over years. Um, there's just so many names. Alonso's return does help. Even like Esteban Ocon, he was seen F3 as champion. You, you could take a Mercedes seat yeah f3 champion and he could have taken mercedes seat now he's seen as what in the lower 10 maybe of the of, of the best drivers on the grid so i really do think this this field is really strong and as as adam said the youth uh helps as well yeah and 
I think it's maybe at the top of the grid. I'd say we've maybe not got the, the top four drivers in the top four seats, perhaps. But, yeah, I, I completely agree. There's the, the amount of competition, the fact that there's about eight or ten drivers that could be in one of those Mercedes or Red Bull seats and do a good job and win races and contribute towards championship battles, I think, says says it all, really. That, yeah, as, as you both said, the depth that there is, as well as the pure talent there. I think there's the argument in all sport that the generations coming through are kind of better, absolutely better than the generations previously, just because that's how sport goes. That's how it advances. But I think even kind of relative, relative to other grids in other eras, I think it's, it's got to be up there. Yeah. And what you were saying about drivers, to lead drivers at all the teams, like like you said with Ricardo McLaren, Vettel, Aston Martin, that kind of thing. That's purely it's come from there's such a quantity of good drivers. They need to be spread across the grid. Um, it's not a case of um, snapping up, uh, say I don't know, um, Senna and Prost, putting them in McLaren, and then they dominate. And then you've got a few other good drivers further down, but that's it. Um, like with Mansell Berger and uh, PK, say. Um, like you've got all the drivers are sort of able to be in a position where they can be a team leader or a very very competent driver in that team. So it's it's yeah it's a fantastic field and it it's had there's been a bit you can kind of look at it and go mm, it's not quite perfect but it's never going to be a perfect grid. You're not going to have like. Um, like 10 years ago, you would have suddenly had Tom Christensen on the grid or that kind of thing, but then it would have been fantastic because he's like a nine-time Le Mans winner, that kind of thing, and he clearly is a master of his field and probably would have been fantastic if he had put his time into a different field, namely Formula 1, that kind of thing. You've got tons of drivers who've gone down different routes, but these drivers who've got to Formula 1 have got there deservedly and, and deserve to be there. They're deservedly Formula 1 drivers. And I think it's yeah. if if you look at kind of where the drivers are at in their careers as well, like the the kind of period 2008 or 2009 to about 2012, 13, that was kind of a lot of drivers, it felt like, at the kind of end of their peaks. Whereas if you look at the grid, now you've got the AlphaTauri pairings, the Ferrari pairing, McLaren drivers both seem to be getting better. Lewis is always getting better. Verstappen is. Perez has just been at this level for so long now. Russell, I've not even mentioned him. There's just so many drivers that are coming up and getting better. So it, it's not necessarily just the, the level that they're at now. It's the way that they are still improving and should be improving, you know, for another few years because it is a young grid. Yeah, I think they're here to stay, aren't they? And that, that's only a good thing for the sport. And I, I remember not so long ago, well, quite a while, quite a while ago now, people were saying, oh, F1 might have a bit of a problem, you know, who's the next big stars? Yeah, we've got a huge flurry of them now. There's like six or seven great drivers who could become champions if they're in the right car. I think, for me, the, the sort of fear of future stars came a bit more from people not willing to take a risk on youth. But I think recently, Formula 1 teams have finally sat up and gone, actually, youth's pretty good. And we've got Verstappen, you've got Leclerc, you've got Russell, you've... um, um. Yeah, well, those are the, the big three that you've got that have all been given chances in race-winning teams, basically. And two of them have won races, and one of them essentially won a race. So 
you've got um yeah you can cry and I it's fair enough uh but you've got like confidence in young drivers now which seem to like you say Adam when they were tail end careers when you've got sort of Button um Alonso when they were sort of being in Formula One for ten years Raikkonen and similar that are people who wanted those star drivers who had proven themselves and that's fair enough but people have realised you can spend less and get more from a junior driver um, a young driver not a junior driver say but that's good it's great to see youth give give youth a chance and Formula One has yeah I think looking it is weird there seems to and I don't know whether this is kind of looking back with hindsight but there seems to be this kind of gap in like GP2 winners in kind of the 2010s where there wasn't kind of yeah, much yeah. there wasn't kind of you know absolute champions coming out of that series whereas you look at the winners we've had over the last probably since Van Dorn you've had Van Dorn, Gasly, Leclerc, De Vries, Russell, Schumacher and we've got another stonking grid this year that will produce you know another name to rival that I think and it kind of I think from then onwards it's it seems to be pumping out more talent, whereas there seems to be the gap kind of from Hulkenberg to Van Dorn, where there just oh, isn't oh. much. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you've got. I think that, but that, I think that most of that goes into my point of teams not taking a risk. Like yeah. Davide Valsecchi, um had won the 2013 title and then was the reserve driver for Lotus, and then Kimi Raikkonen decided to not do the final races because he wasn't getting paid, which is fair enough to him. And they didn't take the opportunity to put in their reserve driver, Valsecchi, who had just won the GP2 title. And they, they brought in Heike Kovalainen, who, yeah, was, um, according to AWS, is the seventh fastest driver of all time in Formula One. But that wasn't that. We didn't have that information then. So we didn't know that. Um, and he had just been, for about three or four years, had been flitting around in catering. And that would be about, been about it. So I. They were there weren't wasn't the confidence in these drivers and I, I don't remember so much about GP2 in those days to know how dominant some of them were. There there wasn't really that level of dominance and whether that and looking at where they've gone since, that's not because of super strength from all of them. Like if Charles Leclerc had come in, then he probably would have wiped the floor like he did in 2017, that kind of thing. And it was there's a bit of like there wasn't the chance and a bit of like um, the way it was won was a bit oh second or third year. You know, a journeyman of Formula of GP2, which is where you where you seem to get it with Marciello, with Palmer. Um, can't even remember who won it in 2011. Pastor Maldonado? No, he was he was 2010. Um, 2011. Grosjean. Grosjean. Well, I mean, yeah, Grosjean got to go, but that was only because Robert Kubica didn't get back up to fitness. So, it's youth is there was there for the taking, but for a lot of it, it was there as a necessity rather than as a choice. Mm. And, and look, he gave us Grosjean. Sorry, he only left Formula One last year. Sorry, I'm just flitting around from that. But yeah, Grosjean was third in his first ever qualifying for Lotus in 2012. And because they took a chance on the GP2 champion, he crashed a bit, but he had pace. Adam. Okay, sorry. I thought you'd got a point ready and waiting to go. Um, oven ready, as our Prime Minister would say. Um, no, I think, do you think that's kind of, do you think that's down to the driver academies becoming more of a thing? Or do you think it's kind of the other way around, that because some drivers like your Leclerc's and Russell's have graduated to F1, and I guess Gasly as well, and, and been so successful that then that's, giving the impetus 
for teams to like invest more in youth? Do you think it's the academies are pushing it through or the drivers that have come out have forced teams to kind of reinvest in their academies or double down on trying to bring the next talent through? I don't think it's necessarily more investment in the academies. I think it's refining the academies. Because if you look at Red Bull's driver academy from around um, 20, 2008 up until 2013, really, um, the only success story they produced was Sebastian Vettel. And still, they still have Mark Webber in the team, who wasn't a um, Red Bull junior. He was just a Formula One driver. And you'd had tons of drivers come in and go. You'd have Bordet, you'd have Alguasuari, you'd have Buemi, um, John O'Verne. Um, not until Daniel Ricciardo getting the promo, getting the promotion to Red Bull, did you really get a second bite of the cherry for the Red, for the, the the first proper driver academy uh, that wasn't just one sort of scholarship in Formula One. And I think there's been a bit of refining. There was a bit of a step back from Red Bull on that, and a bit of and obviously other teams went put in another level. We didn't go the whole hog like Red Bull did, like we have with Ferrari, Mercedes. And I think I think you're right there, Adam. I think it is something to do with driver academies and I think it's teams sort of learning how to use them over the past decade I think I'm going to disagree with that I don't think it is to do with driver academies I think it's just more of phases that every sport goes through in terms of the quality and youth of athletes or in this case drivers I think athletics kind of went through a patch before Usain Bolt were they never really had a star in the 100 metres after Carl Lewis and stuff like that yeah. Uh, so, and I think F1 or, or, or junior uh, series in, in that early 2010 phase, I think it just went through that a patch like that where they didn't have uh, anyone who, who stood out. Because I think if you do make a mark, then I think teams will see it, just like we have seen over the last five years. I don't think uh, the teams ignored it. I just don't think there was anyone there who was capable of becoming a world champion or becoming a race winner or something like that. So I think for me, it's just more of a phase uh, motorsport went through. And I think we might look back at this last, what, four or five years, possibly the next few years to come as a golden era in terms of uh, quality drivers, I think. Yes, the racing, which is a totally different story, might not be quite what we want, although that could change this year. But I think the driver quality is top-notch, I think. And I think yeah. you look at Formula 2, in the top four, it's two Alpine juniors and two Red Bulls. Then you've got Tickton Fifth, who he was Red Bull. Did he come up through Red Bulls? Yeah, he was Red Bull. System. He, <laughs> yeah, he and was then, Red Bull, now it's Williams. But yeah, it's still two driver academies. Isn't it? And then Lungard and Schwartzman at seven and eight, who are both you know affiliated teams as well. I think it does seem to be having that effect of Helping push, helping push talent through. Maybe. Well, I mean, Maybe, it, it becomes you still have to perform, don't you? Like, it yeah. doesn't really matter if you're with them. You, if if they don't come in top three or if they don't dominate in the third season or whatever, then personally, mm. I think it's it's a case of you just have to perform. And I don't think anyone did that in 2010, 2012 or whatever in GP2. Yeah. I think getting the yeah. getting the seat and the opportunity in a decent team in the you know, feeder series is important. Sorry, Freddie. Oh, that's all right. I think it's probably a lot of a lot to do with funding as well. Mm, um, yeah. And that's more of a, that's a big issue for Formula 2 and Formula 3. And we've spoken about it, obviously, because of the new format change to be brought in 
to to excuse me to deal with this. Um, but it's still the majority of the grid for at least the past three or four years in in GP two Formula two have been um, have been have to be paid for for a lot of drivers by for a lot of talented drivers by Formula One teams and academies where they're putting aside um, a few million um, dollars because a Formula One team can afford to put aside a few million dollars to fund an entire Formula Two season for one driver. And that's why it's it's become so expensive. And that's why it's probably required that kind of investment. We've probably seen that more out of thinking about it more because we have to see that to keep these championships going. You look at the, the drivers who aren't affiliated and where are they for a lot of the time? I mean, Alex Albon seems to be the driver that I can think of who did well, who wasn't affiliated to a, a junior team um, in Formula 2 when he came third, but I can't really think of many others. Someone will shout Nick DeFries at me um, and I'll say he was with McLaren, at least not when he was training, at least. so. Yeah, you idiot. So, Freddie is an um, idiot, according to Adam. Not the first time we've heard that. No, it was uh, other people. Other people oh, who were yeah. saying, oh, Nick DeVries. <laughs> Nick DeVries, yeah, yeah. He wasn't in an academy. But Freddie was That's saying, no, he was. Really I was saying, yeah, you idiot. You said, so, you so said yeah, the point you've got to make ago. now is that Adam <laughs> has just referred to himself as other people. Uh, yeah, Adam is everyone. That's a mm. scary thought. Adam is Let's you. To... Adam is me. Adam is love. Adam is life. Let's move on to <laughs> in the world after that. I'm really trying not to laugh. Uh, yeah, we've got a race. You're failing. I know. I always fail. You should have seen me in court the other day. Uh, we've had. We've had. You did. Three... I was the one making you laugh. <laughs> what were you in court for? Is this criminal or? <laughs> it was a bail oh. application. I will be soon. Uh, <laughs> Entry, we've please. Had a... We've had a bit of a break in between the first race and Imola. The, what's the what's the full name of the Imola race, Freddy? What what is it? I, I, I forgot. Oh God, I've, I, I'm going to remember it. Oh, have um, you forgot as well? Oh, never mind. The, the Formula One Grand Premio del Made in Italy at del Emilia Romagna Grand Prix Pirelli or something. I think. Perfect. That's that's a lot of words. Uh, our Red Bull. <laughs> Favourites for this weekend, do we think? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all favourites. <laughs> Williams. Um, Williams are the favourite. <laughs> like Formula One Pirelli Grand Primaria, Premier, Premio del Made in Italy, uh, dell'Emilia Romagna 2021 race. Also known as Imola. Um, hey. Yeah, I think. San Marino. Oh, I think they've got to be. I think after they were so close at Bahrain and kind of the better car, really, and mm. you'll hopefully have Perez getting a, mm. having his race go a bit better or his start go a bit better. So he's going to yeah. be in the mix. I know Freddie, uh, sorry, I know Mercedes and Freddie was very strong there last year, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they were strong at Bahrain as well and didn't, and Rebel have made up that ground there. So yeah, I think I think they've got to be, but equally it's Lewis, you know, bet against him. All right, it's not a very clear answer there from Adam. Freddie, what have you got? Yes, they are favourites. There we my, go. That's my, a clear answer. Mine is going to be a very opaque answer. Um so you look at like Adam said, Rebel have closed in Bahrain, but 
Miss Bahrain has never been like super dominant for Mercedes when Ferrari was strong, Ferrari was stronger at Bahrain and all that kind of stuff. So um Bahrain's one of those ones that's a little bit weird to look at. And obviously we've had testing there. So Imola, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Rebel were close last year, but it was at that tail end of the year where Rebel were quite just generally quite close to Mercedes. Um uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna say that it's going to be Rebel on like Rebel faster, but it's going to be closer than it was in Bahrain because like you look at closer the gap than in Bahrain. qualifying. Oh, we look at the gap in qualifying. Um, was nearly four tenths, was over half a second from Verstappen to Bottas. I reckon that's not going to be the case this weekend. Okay, I I think Red Bull are going to dominate. I really, I, I think, I think Mercedes needed a perfect weekend from Hamilton to have a chance of winning, and they did that. So even if they do it again, you know that, that's what that's what it will need from Mercedes. But Red Bull made <clears throat> they made a lot of mistakes. I think if Verstappen even had to turn down his engine at the end of the race, we had the track limits controversy, the <clears throat> the differential problem. I think that cost him lap time. Perez wasn't up there, and Red Bull in qualifying were faster in the high speed corners, which Imola. Is a circuit that has full that is full of medium and high speed corners, so I wouldn't be too surprised if Red Bull are one and two or one and three. Mm, that's a good point about the corners and the, the the very the big traction zones, the very rear limited parts of Bahrain were strong for Red Bull as well, and that's also there's also a lot of that at um at uh, Imola. Obviously, you've got I mean you could just name all the corners there that you've got to sort of turn in on breaking a bit and that like turn 9 10 complex um and turn 13 uh Bahrain is very similar to a lot of corners that you've got um albeit a little bit faster in Imola but similar so that's another thing that to be fair Nigel you're right really does um sit well with the Red Bull car and the, sorry last one if they can qualify by nearly four temps in in ahead of Mercedes then you know that that's a pretty handy margin and it's much yeah. harder to overtake an Imola. It's probably going to be a one-stop unless there's some safety car or virtual safety car uh, interference. Oh, so I think Mercedes will find it trickier to strategically get ahead like they did in Bahrain. I don't think there will be that opportunity for them, even if they have a similar pace in the race. If, if they're not ahead, I don't see how they can beat Verstappen personally. You're right. There's not going to be... Um... They're not going to be gambling on a strategy where they have to overtake with five laps to go because that's not a thing at Imola, really. Mm. It's going to be um, much more of a, a simple strategic play. It's going to be in your classic sort of lap 20 undercut kind of territory. And it'll be, it, it will all really depend on where Perez is for a lot of that, I reckon. Mm. Um, and Bottas. Because Bottas, Bottas yeah. got pole at Imola last year. He's He was good there. So I kind of think Perez, Perez was on for a podium, to be fair. His midfield run was really good until they pit him at the end, thinking everyone else would pit under the safety car and just handed the podium to Ricardo. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where sort of the the de facto number twos lie. I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's kind of like Hamilton Bottas um, and Verstappen Perez. It's, yeah, it is just Hamilton Verstappen and then Bottas and Perez. But who knows? We could get something Actually, completely the point random. I was here. Last week, but hey ho. Yeah. I think the um, only thing... Oh, go on, Adam. So, no, you go. I was going to say, the only thing I think that might play a part is if it rains, which at the moment it is scheduled for Sunday. Mm. 
brought some rain to be around and we know Hamilton, yes, Verstappen is very good, but Hamilton has just been unbelievable in the last like, 10, 11 wet races in Formula 1. So I think that could open up some opportunities for, uh, for Mercedes. And I think development as well. There's been three weeks in, uh, since Bahrain. So the teams were bringing upgrades, bringing new packages, uh, and that could play a big part as well. We'll see if Mercedes or Red Bull have gained or or lost time to, to each other and stuff. So I think that could play a part as well. Yeah, I think I, I, I hope it does rain just to... <laughs> mix it up a bit because I think otherwise like Freddie said it will be quite a pace or you know lap time yeah. orientated race and especially whoever does get that track position on the first lap I guess then it's going to be quite difficult for whoever is behind to then be hitting that pace and managing their tyres because they'll be in the dirtier or they'll have to drop back a couple of seconds to try and save that so again that's where the number two drivers will come in and how they can affect the race or make it difficult for the other teams but I, I, I think a safety car could I guess you need kind of a safety car after people have pitted to really yeah. mix it up if it happens at the start then that's kind of it but yeah. I think there's there would be hope that it can mix something up there but equally you know, don't know for certain fingers crossed though well that's obviously kind of exactly how it played out last year um, with um, the way you had sort of Bottas versus Verstappen because at the start was Bottas Verstappen 1-2 um, and obviously Bottas then got a bit of the damage was kept it a bit more compact at the front um, but then it just gave him the potential for her to have um, Hamilton essentially play the number two role and go along with the alternative strategy and then jump them and then also get which he was kind of on the cusp of doing and then play you know have a VSC play into his hands from Espen Ocon and that gave sort of sealed a really good victory for Mercedes then, um, and Hamilton. And you can have you can kind of see that potential being played out again um, this year. To be honest, say you have Bottas go along and he gets a win, or Perez go along. Perez is obviously a tire whisperer, so yeah. I mean, the first race was so exciting, isn't it? So if we get back to back races with that sort of entertainment and drama, it'll be quite something. I think it'll be crazy uh the midfield do we think it's going to be similar to what we saw in bahrain with ferrari mclaren alpha tauri and then the rest of, of the midfield following or do we think anyone can make some inroads similar similar yeah i think it'll oh, yeah. <laughs> i think good. mclaren mclaren should be up there alpha tauri did very well there last year bar gasly's kind of engine problem mm-hmm. is it engine um yeah it was and, and, and it then, was um, technical yeah, and then it wasn't, came, it wasn't bad driving. Fiat came back um, and got fourth, I think, in the end. So, yeah, yeah I I have my eye on them because they clearly know their way around the track, and that was helped by, I guess, their filming day a bit last year. But that was not the be-all and end-all. So, I think Alpha Tauri would be. Oh, I think they might be McLaren's main challengers. Ferrari should be better because they have shown that they're better than last year, but. You know, McLaren still look pretty formidable. And outside of that, I don't think we've seen... I know Alpine have got some new upgrades coming, but kind of what we've seen so far from Alpine and Aston, they've kind of still got it all to prove that they can be kind of fighting over those top five, top six, top eight spots. 
McLaren wasn't amazing at Imola last year. If you look at the teams mm. that did well from the midfield, it was um, Alpha Tauri, as Adam said, were fantastic. Um, you had Charles Leclerc was up there um, for the whole race, not as a fluke. And Vettel um, was up there until he had like a 20-second pit stop, meaning that he dropped back, but he was on target for a points finish. Um, Racing Point and Renault were good, but McLaren weren't so good there last year. So that's going to be an interesting one to see how that plays out. Alpha Tauri realistically should have been ahead of McLaren and Ferrari based on qualifying pace in Bahrain with Gasly fifth, Yuki Snowder not getting to Q2 because of the ambitious medium tyres, not getting to Q3, sorry, because the ambitious medium tyres, but probably could have been in a similar position, fifth or seventh on the grid around there. So realistically, I think we're looking at Alpha Tauri and then McLaren and Ferrari Alpine, to be honest, to see where they lie. I think Alpine are a bit more competent um, going into this weekend than they were in Bahrain. But who knows? It's going to be one of those ones where it, it's going to be really hard to call apart from Alpha Tauri, I think. Interesting. Yeah, and I think if there is rain, as we just mentioned, it, it gives an opportunity for one of those midfield rulers to have the day in the sun, in the rain, in the sun. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, to, 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 the to potentially get a podium. As they cross yeah. the line, then it can be sunny. <laughs> but we know what's yeah. going to happen. As they cross the line, it will start to rain. classic F1 Uh, let's make some quick predictions then for the Emilia Romano Grand Prix has anyone got a top three or just a winner or whatever you want I mean I went I went Norris to get third last time didn't pan out that way you got fourth you got fourth he was closest yeah Yeah. Um, so I think as we've discussed, probably Gasly would be the one I'd most back this week. But yeah. I still, uh, I don't know. Perez third, um, Verstappen first, Hamilton second. I think Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. But if it's rain, if it rains, then I'll probably have to go different. Yeah, I think Red. But if it's dry, I think Red Bull will get a one-two. Yeah, not happening. Oh. Got that much of a pace advantage, I really do. Yeah, but Ham- Hamilton's got a pace advantage on Perez. Yeah, but I think the car advantage is bigger than the advantage Hamilton has on Perez. If you look at the Q2 and Q1 gaps between um, Verstappen and Perez's times and have a similar gap for Q3, Perez would have been second on the grid, I think, mm. in Bahrain. So that's interesting. I don't know. It's where no, Hamilton wins. Is where Hamilton wins, you'll have a crazy like second place with like Vettel or something weird, and then I don't know who's third, Bottas or Alonso. Alonso. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be boring and say Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I think Hamilton can do that kind of lap. Mm. I think Wait, this, was this top to three for qualifying or the race? The race, not a race. Yeah, but I think the qualifying will be very impactful. I don't think the race is going to. Um, I really want to be wrong, but I don't know if the race is going to be, you know, a beautiful kind of crazy position change fest. Do you think it will be one of those where the it's better to be in third than second? Because there's quite a long run down to. Is there? I there is a long run, but not from where the the line is really. Like right. the grid is sort of halfway along, isn't it? I'd say started third last year, didn't he? And he got into second Lewis, because Lewis, Hamilton got a bad start. Because Hamilton, Spotsman yeah, got, but also Gasly was able to get swamped. alongside him. 
Yeah, really Gasly got alongside him Kersley. from fourth. So, yeah, Adam's right. It was it was Hamilton's bad start, and not like Sochi, where like you can get a slipstream right. for a kilometer. It's it's still only like six hundred meters or something. So, mm. it, who knows? I mean, what got Verstappen past Bottas last year was a mistake for Bottas. Um, allowed Verstappen to be really close going into yeah, had going damage, from, from Massive to, damage. He did, but they'd taken it out by then, to be fair. But it had oh, affected his floor a bit. Yeah, yeah he was still locking up. Um, but Verstappen was able to get past. And the lap prior to that, without Bottas making a mistake, Verstappen had still been able to get close and make a challenge. So who knows? It, it's going to be it's going to be a hard call. It's, who you, yeah, who knows? Who do you think will be the highest place non-Mercedes or Red Bull driver? I think it will be Gasly. Uh, Leclerc. That's a good shout. Oh, fun. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of testing there. He did a test in October last year. So it's not not a new track prior to the season. Mm. Yeah. He's driven the new car there. The ATO2. Will he impress once again? Uh, Who's going to impress in the quiz, though? We're about to find (laughs) out. It's Adam versus Freddy because they've not gone up against each other yet. Actually, this is only the second time we've done it. What we're talking about? Uh, My debut for yeah. the season. Curtain raiser. Uh, as usual, because I'm doing it, it's not the usual <laughs> ten question format. It is a different format. I don't know how to call. Is it similar or similar? <laughs> That's the format. It's a great. It's a great name if it is. Uh, so is it blind what, date? I mean, if you want it to be, it's right. not blind unless we both turn off our cameras. <laughs> well, there's a fourth person on the call. <laughs> uh, so Hello, we take turns to say <laughs> an answer to the question, basically, and then it ends when one of you can't think of an answer. If I can't think of an answer, or you get it wrong, categories. Oh. Yeah, so. The first category is, since we've been talking about drivers, are the drivers on the grid who are under 30 years old. So you've got to take turns to name the driver on the current F1 grid who's under 30. If you get it wrong, then that's it. But there's another one after it. So Russell. Oh, so Adam's starting. He's gone for Russell. That is correct. Sonoda. Yeah. Casley. Yeah. Norris. Yep. Science. Yep, that's five out of 13 now. Leclerc. That's six. Oh, Adam's writing. I'm not writing down the ones we've done, so I don't repeat them. (laughs) I mean, that is just part of the game. (laughs) You said Ocon, right? Yeah. Giovinazzi. Yep, he's 27. That's a long one for him to write. You'll <laughs> get I mean, timed just... out. <laughs> We've got Russ, Norsai, Lexu, Oko, Geo. <laughs> it's not that he's much of a hardship. Eight so far. Okay, uh, Stroll. Yep. Want Stroll? Latifi. Yeah, he's only 25, surprisingly. Yeah. Max. Yeah, Max Verstappen. Uh, Mick Schumacher. Yes. So there's only one more. Nikita oh, Mazepin. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's a draw. So we're gonna have to Wait, make what? it. Wait. <laughs> what? No. I, I didn't. The, think... the rule is that if he can't name any more. Oh my god. <laughs> that's why no you've got to choose. You've got to. That's what I took the risk to go first because I thought, oh, I'll try. That's the I'll... beginners' run. That was just. I didn't like... know there was a risk to go first. Otherwise, I would have said one. Neither did I, to be honest. Uh, right. So we're gonna have to make it a bit harder so that one of you doesn't. Get it right, and for this one, I'm going to give you. <laughs> so both of us don't get it right. <laughs> I'm going to give you two lives each because this is a bit harder. So you got two lives you each. Two mistakes. Bloody hell! How yeah. hard is this? Is it going to be like? What's only three? Like... Jeez, you have lives. no lives of the other one. Yeah. Do you want two or three lives? Do one life. One life. Okay. One yeah. Life. Let's go hard. Wait. So... Let's hear the question first. No. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> this one is about. The drivers who've won the first race of the season, obviously Lewis Hamilton is one of them, he won (laughs) last time out. 18 drivers have won the first race since 1980. So I want you to name drivers who've won the first race of the season since (laughs) 1980. Who wants to go? And Freddie gets to go first, and Hamilton can be one of the answers. Lewis Hamilton. Sebastian Vettel. Nico Rosberg. Yeah. Jensen Button. Yeah. Fernando Alonso. Yeah, that's right. Nico Rosberg. Oh. Was said. Freddie's already said that. I've not noticed that. Shall we let him Um, on, or shall we? Yeah. Just carry on. Okay. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, Raikkonen's won, yeah. Yeah. Damon Hill. Yes, he's won. Michael Schumacher. Surprise? No, yeah, he has one. <laughs> Senna? Yeah, Senna's won the first race. Frost? Yeah. How long did you spend on Wikipedia doing these? <laughs> <laughs> Too long. <laughs> Hacking in. Yes, that's a very good answer. Uh, uh, 1998. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I've got another. Are we going from 80? 1980, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how, how many you've named. I think there's at least four, four more, at least. PK. Yes, Nelson PK has won one. Eddie Irvine. That is a shout and a half that Eddie Irvine has won. 99, Australia. Yeah, that is a brilliant answer. Ah. Adam's on the ropes. Mansell. Yes, Nigel Mansell has won. Yeah, 92. 92. Oh, God. There's at least three more. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> that's what you want to hear. <laughs> oh, this is a punt. Villeneuve. Gilles Villeneuve. Not Gilles. Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve is not on the list. Ah, what an idiot. That is a life gone for Freddy. So, so we're both on sudden so death, aren't we? on zero. Wait, what? Well, you said Nico Rosberg after I'd already said Adams. it. Yeah, but that, I then said another one. I don't think yeah, that's... so I'm going to say another one. Um, okay, right. <laughs> I mean, what? That's a tough one. Alan Jones. 
Well, Alan Jones is on the list. I don't know how you yes. got that. Yeah. I don't know. So has Adam got one life or zero? That's, I that's thought he had zero. One. I actually... Oh, well, he I've did still repeat only Rosberg, got... I repeated fair. him, and then I... You said, oh, yeah, you've repeated, repeated him. him, so I gave my next guess. Yeah, so that's a life. Yes. No, because yeah, it's life. not incorrect. I just said one that had already yeah, been said repeat... and then said another yeah, one. Yeah, you can't do that. I'm, I'm making the you've not You've not thought about that. That's how all, I was playing you? it from oh, the yeah. start, to be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, well, that's why I said at the time you've yeah, lost it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, go check it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so, still, I just said Alan Jones, so it's over to you anyway. <laughs> um, Reutemann. No, not on the list. So, do you want one more? Got one more guess anyway. Well, if we if we go, let's be nice to Adam and say he didn't lose a life. You got to okay. say another one now. Yeah, <laughs> that's being nice to me. Hmm. I don't want to kind of explain my thought process in case I'm like, wait. I know you're looking at world champions drivers. Funny. Yeah. Um, say two <laughs> drivers. Oh, I. Yeah, I'll go louder. No, not Nicky Lauder. Really? Has he no. not? Uh, not? He's not, not 84. Since 1980. Well, uh, there we go. Who's 84? 84. I don't know who's 84, but. That's what I was yeah. going. Or who won, when, who won the first race when Keki? I haven't got an exact year. That's 82. That's 82. So is that going to be Gilles Villeneuve, Didier Peroni? Oh, which one? So, the one, the ones he missed, the ones he missed were Bottas. You forgot about him. He won 2019. Last year. Gift. 2020. You said Rosberg, you said Vettel, you said Bottas, you said Alton. Fissy Keller won in 2005. 2005. David Coulthard, I don't think either of you said. No, no, didn't say Coulthard. And then I actively said Hakkinen instead of Coulthard. So just those three. Mm. Well, it does mean oh, Freddy wow. is the winner of the quiz. What? So. Is that it? We don't have another category. I mean, that, oh, that went off for quite a while. There's two categories. I won the first yeah. one as well. No, the, the first one was a draw. Let's, let's have a decider. Let's one. have a decider category. Yeah. I haven't made one, though. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> you put two categories in this. Such an yeah, awful quiz. Like we'll minutes. just do it from the top of your head. Come on. What do you want me to That's do? That's what we do when we play Ring of Fire. Uh, so, so you want... Clearly, Freddie and Adam are enjoying this new format, so I'm going to have to... It's good. In. It's good fun. It's uh, a good format. It's awfully thought out, but it's a... It's not awfully thought out, just because you're lost. It's just the lost. worst plan quiz we've had on the podcast. <laughs> you have two questions. It's not... You've got to like long ones. Like, we went drivers. for like the same amount of time drivers. as the normal <laughs> an age. It went. It went on for the same time as a, a normal quiz. That's why I haven't done another one. It hasn't yet. No. I mean, the waiting. I mean, it, the three minutes that we've taken up laughing have kind of taken up a bit of that. But what's what's the final category? Okay, Come on, right, Nigel, so hit, hit us. Uh, yes. I'm gonna have to find something with an easy list or something. I don't know for your own benefit. <laughs> on my own. Uh, I don't know, world champions since 
No, no, that's too easy. No, I don't know. Constructors Champions 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 nineteen ninety. It's in nineteen ninety. Come on, is that too easy? Yeah, go the whole hog. Yes. Yeah, do do whole hog. Go on, nineteen fifty. Go on. I was going to save that for our like hundredth episode or something. (laughs) But (sighs) all right, let's do it now. It's yep. episode 64. So what, no, no, let's do this. This year's calendar. But we know. It's something we know. Yeah. Do something we might not know. I... <laughs> let's do the champions. Let's go. Do champions. It, right. It, it okay. only take. Like, you've got a maximum of what? 71? This will take ages. 70? <laughs> well, no, because it's not even that. We're not going to do like Hamilton seven times, are we? Yeah. I think there's about 30-ish. 33, isn't there? Don't know. Not been on Sporkle in a while. Um... Let's go for no, really. it. Banjo. <laughs> Hamilton. Schumacher. Um, Vettel. Button. Not writing quick enough. Rosberg. Raikkonen. Villeneuve. Alonso. Don't yawn, Nigel. Hakkinen. Ten minutes later. <laughs> Two Hill. hours later. Damon Hill. Phil Hill. Graham Hill. <laughs> Clark. John Surtees. Uh, Hawthorne. Very good. Thank um, you. Alan Jones. Keki. Hill Hansenna. Not Hill. Um, Hawthorne had a like his helmet had a little like visor coming up. It's really cool. Do you say Senna? He, he, I said Senna. He always wore a bow tie. Did Hawthorne. Mansell. Mansell. Um, louder. What was that? PK. You said louder. Hey. And I said PK. Hunts. That's what oh, I thought you Oh, oh you made a louder joke. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's way too long. Um, you said Hunt, right, Adam? Yes. Fittipaldi. Ooh, Stewart. Very nice. Rint. Jochen Rint. I wonder if our audience is skipping this part. <laughs> Are you dedicated to the got, got it on about five, five times speed. Um, Denny Hume. Very nice. Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti. Um, Mario. Getting Ascari. Yes. Jody Schechter. Oh, I like that. Um, Now we're really into the... Is it 60s, I'm thinking? 60s. We're into the 60s. I feel like you've missed one for the last 20 years. Or maybe I just missed it. So do I, to be fair, but I can't. Or I didn't hear you say it, maybe. Um, We've been spotted bother here. Have we? I think we have. Oh, damn it. I've given him one now. (laughs) 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 Is there a time limit on this? No. 
Now it's, now it's, I'll hold you to that. Now it's sending me round in circles because I'm like, <laughs> who, have, who have I missed? We've said. Oh. Well, we've got a lot. I'm just saying you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, <laughs> uh, Acast, our lovely podcast provider, iTunes as well, Google Podcasts. We are everywhere. Adam is at Adam Dickinson01 on Twitter. Uh, Freddie's at Fred Coates 1999 and I'm at Nigel C. Journal. Uh, so while you are listening to this, go and check them out because we might be here for quite a while and I do need to go to Sheffield next week, so can you hurry up? Grow <laughs> <laughs> <Throw> up. <laughs> oh, I've got a train at half nine. If we meant, if we said Kimmy? Yes, I said Kimmy. I thought so. He was the one I thought I'd Missed. Well, uh, Nigel's well, grown weary with this. So well, just, <laughs> Nigel think... has turned his camera off. Yeah, I'm just making food while these two are going <laughs> on for years. So I've decided I'm a bit hungry. Brabham. We've had a 10 minute gap since we were previously recording. Jack Brabham. Still... Sir. Yes, yeah, Sir Jack Brabham. Mika Hakkinen. Said him. Have we? Yeah. Cool. After Villanova um, before won the hills. All right. Ah. Probably going to cut out most of this, to be honest. There's a lot of silence that'll probably. Yeah, there is. There is. Cut There's out. A lot of silence. Oh, my goodness. Lots of brains um, worry. So I'm genuinely not sure there's anyone we've not said. Yeah, I know. We might have got to the end of it. We can't have got to the end of it. Um. Oh, my goodness me. I thought it was in the early 30s. and We've only said, what, 29? Um, yeah, I think it was like 33 or something. 32. Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. Um, I've just okay. arrived at the train station. Are you still going? <laughs> yeah. Ask anyone going. on the platform if they know any answers. Um, Shall I run through <laughs> the ones that we've done? Yeah, let's go through the ones no. we've done. <laughs> Farina Fangio, uh, Hamilton, Schumacher, Vettel, Rosberg, other Rosberg, Button, Raikkonen, Villeneuve, Hakkinen, the three hills, Clark, who's that? Hawthorne, Senna, Prost, Mansell, Lauda, PK, Hunt, Fittipaldi, Stewart, Rint, Hume, Andretti, Ascari, Jackie Brabham. Schechter, that's it. Schechter. Um... Ah, making angry ah, faces at the camera. Ah, Going well. Ah, quite an interesting noise. <laughs> Thank you, man. Oh, I'm going to cut out so much of this. Who won in '59? Who won in '59? If you're listening to this quiz and it's about five seconds long, then just oh, know that there's a lot. Who won of... in 1959? Wasn't it Brabham? No, he was 66 and 70. And he, another he one, he was 59. And um, 67, Hill? I think he might. Or 65. Hill was 61. 30 was um, in the, the middle Hill was 62. Jack Brabham won in 1959. Oh, uh, Adam, you were right. Thank you, Nigel. Um, bollocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you are still listening, again, we really do appreciate it because... 
I mean, what kind of listener or viewer wants to watch or listen to this? This is, you know, heart. On, be better. Okay, right. So let's go through it year by year. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on, mate. <laughs> year by year. Yeah, well, literally. <laughs> 71 years. I think I could get most of them, to be fair. I think I could get the order decently. Who knew oh. that Freddie and Adam were so competitive? I mean, this is... <laughs> we saw the fury before when Adam <laughs> wanted to keep his life. And, yeah. <laughs> I should start taking these quizzes more seriously, I think. Yeah, yes, you should. I think I'd agree on that one. Because <laughs> really. I don't really try. <laughs> I can, we can tell, believe it or not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So there we go. After about seventy years, Freddie and Adam have come to a stalemate. Uh, we're all actually eighty-five years old now. Freddie's about one hundred eighty-five. So nice. what we're going to do is we're going to do a tie-break thing on the next podcast, which will be after Imola, uh, to decide who wins because they're both really competitive. It seems, which is quite incredible. Uh, so. <laughs> From me, Nigel Chu, Adam Dickinson, Freddie Coates, we will see you, you next all time after Imola. Bye. <laughs>